Welcome, everyone, to the Take Control of Your Health podcast. This is Dr. Mercola bringing you the latest cutting-edge interviews to help you achieve optimal health. You can receive more information by subscribing to my free daily newsletter at Mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening. So let's get started with this week's latest program to help you and your family take control of your health. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's such a great opportunity to be at your home in this beautiful scenario and get a chance to talk about some of the things you've been doing, especially lately with your new book, Life Force. So I appreciate that. Well, I've been a fan of yours for years, amongst millions of other people. I really, uh, we we're just talking off camera. You started in 97 with your first website. That's pretty amazing. That's before Google. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Even, even more impressive, though, I, I actually did my first computer class in 1968. Oh, that is more impressive. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was online like about 10 years later because not in the web that we know it today, yeah. but you know, the internet. Yeah. So, but what I'm really interested in is some of the, um, well, for those of you who don't know you, which is probably not many people, but you're most likely the most successful personal development coach in the history of the world. And uh, apparently you've, had more than 10 million people one-on-one -on -one in your, not one-on-one, -on -one, but in person, group events, in your yeah. trainings. Yeah. And then 100 million digitally. Yeah, more than 100 million digitally. More than 100 million. So that, that congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, I've been lucky to born in a time where, you know, I used to, up until COVID, yeah. I would go to 16 countries a year, 17, 18 countries, 10 in the year, 125 cities. So I basically, it was home maybe, I don't know, 20, 30, 45 days in a year because yeah. I've been driven by impact. And then, you know, when COVID hit and all of a sudden we're doing a seminar for 15,000 people in the stadium for four days and the governor of California calls and says, you can only do 10 people. So I was like, we'll move to Vegas, right? They'll never tear down <laughs> Vegas. And we scheduled everybody to move to Vegas. And then the week before they shut down Vegas, and I was like, okay, we'll do this in, you know, we'll go to 1500 movie theaters with 10 people each. They'll have a big screen, great sound, still a group dynamic. They'll be close to home. They shut down the movie theaters. And I was like, well, I know a buddy who has a church in Houston, 15,000 people. We're renting his church, moved to, and they shut that down. So at that point, you know, somebody said, you ought to do a webinar. And I went and watched the guy do a webinar with his little 52-inch screens. It's like, you know, I'm used to a stadium and the energy. So I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to build a studio with 50-foot high ceilings, 20-foot LED, 0.67, highest resolution. I can see every pimple. I can see what's happening in their family. I'm going to go to the guys at Zoom and see if I can get them go from 1,000 to 25,000, now 200,000. And then turned around and made a software so that people could communicate, like clapping, shaking their phone. And if one person does it, you don't hear it. But when 10,000 people do it, it's thunderous. It's like being yeah, in a real event. Yeah, and yeah. so we've now, I would normally go see like a quarter of a million people over most years, some years a million people. But now we've had events. We had one the other day for six days for 800,000 people signed up. And then there are people joining them because it's in their home. So we had over a million people for this one program. Yeah. So technology has allowed us to touch people's lives when they need it most. And I'm just grateful that we found a way to adapt to make it happen. Is that part of what drives you? Because of, because of all your success, you could basically do anything you want. Yeah. And this is a, quite an arduous lifestyle that you've, you've chosen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering why you continue to do that. What What's your motivation? I, I've, I've been driven by impact my whole life. You know, okay. I, I don't have to work, fortunately. But, but you know, you feel a sense of responsibility when you know what's available. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was so frustrated in the beginning, because if there's ever a time people needed help, it was during this. Um, you know, Stanford did a group, sent it out, did a group and studied my work. And it just came out in the psychiatric journal two weeks ago. It's mind boggling. You know, mm -hmm. the most you ever see in results is usually 
about people that get treated about 40% improve, 60% don't, mm -hmm. you know, when they do meta studies on depression. And they approached me because using drugs, everything else, that's the best they've seen. There was one study done that was done, I think, by uh, Johns Hopkins two years ago where they used uh, hallucinogenics. They used magic mushrooms along with therapy. Mm -hmm. And they had a four times greater result than anything you've ever seen, uh, meaning they had 53% of the people four weeks later had no symptoms whatsoever of depression. And they put people through uh, one of my five-day, five-and-a-half-day Date with Destiny programs. Uh, people can see it if they go to Netflix, not that one, but a version of one. There's a thing called Tony Robbins, I'm Not Your Guru, compresses it in an hour and 45 minutes. But they followed up with the people. At the end, 30 days later, zero people had any symptoms of clinical depression. Those were the ideatic pieces of uh, suicide. None had it. And so now I'm working on being able to expand. And none of this would have happened except so many people got depressed over COVID. And they, you know, Stanford said, we got to find some better solutions and going there. So I'm really grateful for the researchers there. And it's opening up all kinds of doors to help people in a new way. But I'm driven by impact. I'm driven to see people's lives change. Um, what else are you going to do with your life? I'm going to sit around and do nothing. I'm, you know, I'm a kid. I'm 62 years old. I got yeah. a lot of life in me. So it would seem that one of the motivations for writing your current book, Life Force, was a desire to extend your life and the quality of your life so that you can continue making the impacts that you already have and extend that into Well, like you too, it's also, it's, it's a never ending study, right? Mm -hmm. There's always more it's coming up. It's always changing. Uh, and, and the technology, just like technology doubles every 18 months and drops in half, well, we are code. So it's finally coming to our health for the first time. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you read the studies, one study showed it takes 17 years to go from the discovery to clinical practice. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how do I close that gap? But what really pushed me to do this book at this time was more than that. You know, I, train like a crazy person, you know, I restrict oxygen, I cryotherapy, everything you can imagine I do. I have to because I burn 11,300 calories in one day on stage. I have this group follow me for three years. I couldn't even believe it. They work with a lot of Olympic athletes. Well, you're, and, you're a bigger person too. I mean, you're I am a bigger person. Six, but six I, five, but, right? Yeah, six, seven, but six, seven, okay. still a lot. I jump a thousand times on average each in one day. So they explained to me, I'm 282 pounds. A thousand jumps, it's four times your body weight when you hit, times a little more than a thousand pounds, it's a million pounds of pressure. So they did my bone density. And you go, these are humans, these are Olympic athletes. This is something we've never seen before. I have a bone density of 99.9% .9 just from the demand. So I've had so many things over the years I had to break through on to do, and I'm doing more now than I did when I was 25. But what really made me write this book, truthfully, is I had an, an injury that they thought was gonna end my career, and they all told me it would. I was being stupid, chasing a 22-year-old professional snowboarder down the side oh. of the mountain. And he made some moves, and I thought, I'm going to make those moves. <laughs> it was a big mistake. <laughs> when I got conscious again and woke up, I thought I broke my neck, but I tore my rotator cuff severely. And, you know, I've been through pain. It was 9-9 pain, Joe. It was just unbelievable. So what do you do? You go to your docs. I went to four different docs because I know the importance of getting multiple opinions. And, um, and they all said, surgery, surgery, surgery. One looked me in the face and was excited when he met me. He goes, oh my God, you changed my life. I've done your programs. I didn't know that, right? Save me all this money, save my marriage. And then he stops and he goes, now I gotta be your doctor. And Joe, he literally leans into me like this and says, let me show your x-rays. He goes, look at this. He goes, life as you know it is over. I was like, you didn't go to my communication course, clearly did you, right? I'm laughing. He goes, no, this is not something to laugh about. He goes, you have severe spinal stenosis. And I've been in pain for 14 years. And so he said, this is, this is not what you think it is. So I kept asking, okay, if I can't, you know, I may not be able to lift my arm above this. It may tear again. It's going to take four to six months to heal. 
you know, what about stem cells? Because I work with some of the greatest athletes in the world. And I remember Cristiano Ronaldo, the greatest mm -hmm. soccer player. Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be out three months, did stem cells back in three weeks. And I'm like, no, 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 that might work for a little thing like an elbow or an ankle, but not for your back and shoulder. So I went to Peter Diamandis, who's one of my partners in some of my businesses, and he's a Harvard MD, but he's also a rocket scientist. He knows everybody. And I said, who's the best in stem cells? And he said, Dr. Bob Hariri. Mm -hmm. I met Bob. He's a brilliant neuroscientist. He goes, no, but he's the guy who did original studies 38 years ago where they took old rats and put young blood in them and started the craze, but eventually had to really understand stem cells. So I met with Bob and he said, Tony, your own stem cells, you know, autologists don't do that. It's a waste of your time. They're right about that because after 40, they drop off the cliff. He said, but you need 40 old stem cells with a force of life, life force. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I don't want to do, you know, you know, fetal cells. He goes, nobody does that. He goes, no, it's, he's the one who originated that most people go to the hospital and you have a baby. I just, I got a one-year-old and first thing they ask you now is, do you want to keep, you know, the, the cord and the placenta? Yeah. And so he said, you need those. So I went down, I did an IV three days in a row. First day I felt tired. Second Is that day, in the United States? No, I did this down in Panama. Okay. And, uh, and there are a couple other places now that I'd recommend more, but Panama is a great place to start. But IV and a shot. That was it. 30 minutes of the IV. And first day tired. Second day I had a cytokine response, but I knew what it was. So it was shaking cold for 20, 30 minutes, but mm -hmm. calmed down. I woke up the third morning with no pain in my shoulder. At the MRI, it's perfect. And no pain in my spine for the first time in 14 years. So that made me an evangelist. And then I wanted to really- You're a believer. Cells. But not only a believer, but then I learned it's not just stem cells, right? There's, as you know, such a, a breakthrough set of regeneration medicines and precision medicine. So then the, the Pope invited me to speak. He does, believe it or not, the Pope, every two years does the biggest regenerative conference in the world. And you have all these stem cell doctors. And I met people there sent home to die because could do nothing else. And then they got CAR T cells and- Seven years later, they're totally alive and there's no problem in their body. I met a kid that was supposed to die at five and he got his sister's stem cells and he's 11 and totally healthy. I met uh, the greatest golfer of all time, Jack Nicholas, and he said he couldn't stand for 10 minutes. He was in such pain, obviously no sports. They're gonna fuse his spine, which works about 50% of the time and even then it restricts you. And he did stem cells and said, and he's now 82 playing golf and playing tennis. So it's like, I did a book on finance where I interviewed 50 of the smartest financial people in the world. The Was Ray Carl Icons, you know. Prior to Life Force? Yeah, prior to Life Force. called Money Master the Game. And really transformed people's lives. Not because it was me, because I, I brought them the best of all the best in the world. And I'm good at taking complex things and simplifying so people can act on them. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, what if I do this with like 100 or 150 of the greatest mm -hmm. scientists, Nobel laureates, you know, greatest regenerative medicine doctors. And boy, it was a three-year project in the middle of COVID. And it was a passion project. But I'll came together and at the very end, I was so excited. I'm, you know, I feed people. I was fed when I was a kid. So I donated hundred percent of the profits like I've done in my last three books. I said I was gonna feed a billion people. We're up to 850 million people already. Congratulations, Thank that's you. awesome. And then the rest of it on balance is going to Alzheimer's research, heart disease and cancer research as well. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So, so that's why I wrote it. <laughs> so that's thank you for explaining the motivation behind it. So what was the year that you had your stem cells for your shoulder? Uh, uh, when I was 54, so I'm 62. So. Uh, six, 54 have been um, eight like, years ago. Yeah, six, seven, eight years ago, I guess, right? Okay. See, because I, have you kept up with the, the advances in that? Because there's, I think yes. you have, because in, yeah, yeah. there's the V cells, is particularly. Yeah, I've done V seems, cells as well. Seems to be the, the, the tip of the spear with respect to the. It is. The only reason I didn't put it in the book is because there aren't enough, you know, there's not enough research to prove it. And what I want to do is write a book that was unassailable. Oh, because okay. when, you have, when you bring something out like that, then everybody goes, oh, 
but I've done them myself. I felt a significant shift from them. And you can do them in the U.S., as you know, because the yes. thermal of E-cells, it's, it's very small embryonic-like stem cells. And they're basically asleep in your body. So they're not getting older. They take them out of your blood. They stimulate them with a laser. They put them back in there. And since there's no manipulation of anything, uh, the FDA allows it. And I found it to be prof profound. But yeah. it's I found for different things, you know, there's different types of stem cells. And if you really do the research, you'll find some are more effective than others. I'm really interested in the work that's happening. I wrote about in the book from a group called Biosplice, mm -hmm. um, because uh, most people don't know what the WINT pathway, WNT pathway, as mm -hmm. I'm sure you do. But it's the pathway for those viewing that makes all after you get past the fetal cells. You are what the WINT pathway makes. It's a signaling pathway. It says make this many stem cells for brain cells, heart cells. Well, this group is doing some unbelievable work in cancer, but they're also doing incredible work. The first product, they're in phase three right now. So for the, those listening, phase one is safety, phase two is efficacy, you know, phase three is efficacy at scale. So in the final stage, they hope to be approved the end of this year, probably the beginning where the FDA works of next year, as all of all goes well. But one injection, Joe, and it regrows all your tendons. So if you're osteoarthritis, not only you're out of pain, but it's the original genomic copy so it's like Dolly the sheep. How does an old sheep create a brand new one? Well, we still have that copy there, un unadulterated. And so you have like 16-year-old tendons. And I've met the people in the trial, and they just rave about like they feel like a different human being. So there's so many things around stem cells and stimulation like stem cells, the WIMP pathway, that we're just, we're just scraping the surface, but they're becoming available right now. Yeah, it seems that ultimately holds some of the most exciting potential I think at so this too. time. There will be probably the other advances. There will but, be other. But uh, I, I'm, I'm convinced that's the case. So, yeah. you know, life is an interesting journey and you certainly had yours with respect to seeking to implement strategies that you thought at the time were healthy. Yes. And then wound up really causing you great problems. And an example of that in your personal life, and I think you share in the book, is that you were vegan or yes. vegetarian? Or vegetarian? Was For twelve vegan? years, yeah, vegan. Because, yeah. So, and then you started eating fish, but you just chose the highest concentration of. I have mercury. no idea. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't choose whale, but you chose tuna and swordfish because <laughs> whale has a little bit higher. Does it really? Yeah. Well, no, whale will not be on this. Yeah. But you know, it was just natural. I was eating for fuel. Yeah. And I was, and the vegan was great for me, but I was kind of wasting a little weight and I figured I need a little bit of protein. Let me get a clean source of protein. So <laughs> not realizing how bad we've destroyed our oceans. Yeah, yeah. I'd have swordfish and tuna and salad. And that's all <laughs> the I worst, have. the worst. All day long. So I wake up one day and I just finished a seminar in London. I flew back here. I literally jumped in that jacuzzi. It's now the sun's rising. We flew through the night and I got out of it and collapsed. And I lost a third of my blood supply because the mercury burned a hole in my esophagus. I didn't even know I had a mercury problem. I should have <laughs> because I, I was I was being on stage. You know, I go 12, 13 hours. You got to hold 15,000 people in a live event for four days in a row or seven days in a row. And I was, I don't have any notes. And all of a sudden it's like telling a story. And it's like, why did I tell that story? And I'm on stage, you know, in the audience. And I'm good at covering. I was like, I couldn't possibly be having you know, Alzheimer's at this age. And then my energy was dropping but I just push through it. But what it does is mercury destroys the ATP in your body and it disrupts how the brain functions. And if you saw the scans on my brain before, years ago, I've done hyperbaric oxygen. Now you can see the brain, the healing of the brain, but it was brutal. And then, um, so I recovered from it, thank God. And I've told everybody, you got to do a metals test. But I was on a zero to five scale, I was 123. It's the highest they'd ever measured in the state of New York. 
the FDA, or not the FDA, the local health officials came out here and interviewed my staff because they thought maybe my wife was trying to kill me because I have a large <laughs> life insurance policy. It's not what was happening. I love her to death. She loves me. But they could find it, it was the fish. So now I tell everybody, I'd say one out of three people that get a test that I know personally come back with cadmium or aluminum, which affects your memories, obviously, or mercury. And it, you, if you can catch it when it's small, it's fantastic. But there's so much poison in the environment, as you well know, that we really got to We've got to detox that out, but you can't detox unless you know. And really cheap blood tests, you can discover that. So how long ago was that? 53, at the same time. When I injured myself for the stem cells, right around the same as when it rains and pours, yeah. all hell was breaking loose simultaneously. Oh, geez. All right. So it's been a few years, and you've grown and learned. And I'm wondering, there's a wide variety of food choices out there, like yes. from paleo to carnivore to uh, keto. So I'm wondering what you've concluded or what you've learned in that time and what your, your current assessment is of, of choices. The diet, I don't enter the diet wars. If yeah. you see in my book, I explain the advantages and disadvantages of each, but here's what I really think. Precision medicine, it's not there yet, it's not perfect, mm -hmm. but it's getting better every day. And if you do a DNA test today, you can see what your body burns more naturally. So my wife, that's, I think that's why people, we see this rotation of what's evil and what's good in the dietary world. It changes, you've been around long enough, I have as well. It's, it's silly. And what it is is because different people need different things. So my wife, she burns carbs like crazy and she burns them fast. So she needs to eat them every three hours and she doesn't, she gets hangry. <laughs> She's the nicest person <laughs> in the world. But if we're like, we're going to the store or something, it's a 15 minute drive. We pack a little food with her just the family does to make sure she's in great shape. Me, I'm on stage 12 hours and I'm burning 11,300 calories. I'm not recommending this as a human thing to do, but because my body burns fat, it, I can go that time and there's no drop for me. And so it's, it's, it's a gift for what I do. So I think people have to know what it is. But where I settle in for me is a Mediterranean type diet. I think it's really looking to make sure you're getting clean protein, that you're getting great vegetables, great oils, great fats. And to me, that's the most common sense approach. But I also believe like Dr. Longo's research on internet fasting, which is, I think, priceless. And it sounds crazy to people, but when they use some of those techniques where it's, you know, and some people do with keto to be able to, stimulate the same kind of effect without actually doing a full fast. But I'm, I'm into fasting. I, I go to Fiji, I have a home there, I'm fortunate enough in a resort, and I have a center where people come and do cleanses and fasts for a period of time while they're in the beautiful environment, it's a lot easier, and while they're having fun and enjoying themselves. But I think revitalization, rejuvenation, you gotta give the body a break yeah. as well. I think that's critical. So how many, how many days do you fast per year? Usually five, sometimes six or seven, but five, yeah, okay. basically. And yeah. I do intermittent fasting yeah. regularly. Like time-restricted eating? Yeah. Within a six or eight I, hour window? Yeah, 12 hour type thing usually for me. Okay. So what you described is that you're metabolically flexible. You're not insulin resistant. Yeah. Your body has the ability to seamlessly transition between burning fat as a fuel, which yes. you need because most of your calories are stored as fat, as opposed to sugar, because <laughs> you have a limited supply. That's right. And, sugar is like burning, burning a, it's like lighter fluid, and, it's gone. And, it's, and it sounds like your wife, Sage, doesn't possess that metabolic flexibility. No. So, <laughs> no. Because, but that's exactly what you'd predict. Because if your fuel is exhausted, you're gonna you're you're gonna collapse. That's right. And she can't even though she has the fat, she can't access it. So that's right. But the, believe it or not, ninety percent of the people in this country have that. No, I, yeah, ninety percent. I've heard between seventy and eighty, but yeah, the, yeah, I metabolic it was that high. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but, and that's but that's also you know we're all metabolically adaptable. That's what the human body does, right? So if you're eating sugar all the time, right? It makes sense, and that's what most people are doing. They don't mean to be eating sugar all the time, but that's what they're having. Well, it's also. Yeah, actually, my next book is on this, is on linoleic acid, which yes. is omega-6 fat. Yes. And we've had an ex exponential increase in the introduction of this fat 
primarily through the introduction of processing seed right. oils over a hundred years ago. And it may be that's the single biggest factor because it's just, it, you cannot avoid this. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And there's not a balance with omega-3s and so forth for the body. Yeah, so but forth. even high omega-3s could be a problem, but but you know, just high omega-6 by itself is, is initially, is, is intrinsically devastating. Yeah. So, um, the, oh, the advancement of technology, and one of your friends is Craig Venter, I believe. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. yeah. So he was, for those who don't know Craig, is he was the guy that was responsible for actually finishing the sequencing of the first human genome. That's I right. believe it was the human genome, yeah. the project. And uh, they just recently finished, it was really only 99% or 98.5, and they just finished the final 1.5% that they didn't know. Okay. Just in the last few <laughs> weeks. Well, essentially, he's credited for doing that. That was almost two decades ago. Yeah. And it took 13 years and $3.7 billion yeah. a member, right? Or $2.7 billion. Uh, you know, What's interesting about that is in the first seven years, they only broke down 5% of it. So they thought it was going to be hundreds of billions of dollars and take 100 years. And Ray Kurzweil, who's a genius in his area, probably the greatest scientist alive, he said, no, you guys don't understand. The laws of exponential. That's right. He said, we're from 5%, seven years, we'll be there. And they were on time. But today, you get that same human genome that took 13 years and billions of dollars for 500 bucks yes. overnight. Well, that's the, that's the point I wanted to bring up yeah. to your attention and, and get your insights on it, because it, that technology does exist today and it, it provides, that's the whole genome. That's right. Prior to that, we had sequencing for maybe 100 or 200, but there were just some, some important SNPs. Yes. So that test is available to everyone watching this. And I'm yeah. wondering what your recommendations are and what your impression is of that technology that you've been following for so long. Well, it, it's interesting. It's still young from the standpoint of I, I'd like to preframe that if I could with something that you know, but not everybody knows is your listeners. I want to make sure viewers, they understand DNA is not destiny, right? It's your epigenome. We, most people today, scientists know this, but there's a lot of old teachings still that are out there. Even in some universities, it blows my mind. Um, so think of it as like your DNA, your genome is the keyboard on, let's say the piano, the epigenome, epi being above is the player mm -hmm. turning on or off the keys. And that's what makes the music of your life. So for that to work, what most people understand is that epigenome can be affected by diet, exercise, all the things you teach and that I teach, they're so simple and critical, they don't cost anything. And then there's exposure to radiation, exposure to chemicals and things of that nature. So all that plays a role. But in order for us to have that epigenome function at its ideal, there are seven master genes called sirtuins, I'm sure you know. And the, the research on them is mind boggling what they do. They do four things primarily, number one, they turn on and off, they have the epigenome turn off the right genes. If you don't do that, you start to break down, your body starts to age, you can have disease. Second thing they do is reduce inflammation, which we both know is, most people know, is the basis of most breakdown in the body. Mm -hmm. Third thing they do is they affect the mitochondria's ability to produce ATP, which is a source of energy for everything. And then the fourth thing they do is they clean up our DNA, because as we live longer, we get exposed to more radiation, more exposures, and that DNA starts to break down. But here's the problem. Problem is all this needs a source of fuel for work, these sirtuins, and that's NAD plus that most people have heard of who are in the field. And some people do infusions of NAD, but there's no solid research that I can find that those large molecules are fully absorbed. You can feel a hit for a while, but it's not, doesn't seem to be sustainable. Well, the better approach is to give the fuel of the precursor for that, which most people know is NMN. And the only problem with NMN is getting a source that actually is in the product. So, one of the things I found was, I'll give you an example. Uh, you take old mice, which 
is about a 20-month-old mice is like a 70-year-old, 65-year-old person. And you put them on a track and they can go a quarter of a kilometer max. A young mouse that's like the equivalent of a 21-year-old at its peak can run a full kilometer, four times more. 14 days on MMN, that's it. And the old 70-year-old, quote, mouse will run three to four kilometers nonstop, three to four times that of the youngest mouse. So then my question when I started doing the research is, yeah, but does that really translate to humans? Some mice studies do, some don't, as you and I both know, right? And so one of the things that was exciting to see was there's all kinds of research, but the latest stuff that just came out, and it's, it's being used by the military, and it was, came out by, it's supposed to be top secret. And I knew about the company because I'm an investor in the company, so I, they immediately called me and said, we've got exposure. And what it was was, they, if you take NMN and you give it to a human, will it really make that difference in endurance? And will it really affect cognitive? This is the other thing they've seen in mice. And this, the, they did a year of safety studies, and then the second year with special forces, was done on endurance and muscle development and cognitive. And the commander, not knowing there was a reporter in the room, was giving a report to his team because he was so excited. And he said, remember we thought about mice? We're seeing an even greater response in human beings. Not just equivalent, greater. Greater endurance, muscle development without any more stimulation. And the most important part was the cognitive side because when you're in war and you're on the other side of the lines, this is what's going to save your life. Not anything else. It's really this. So... They're, they developed a, this, this is all based on a new form of NMN because the problem with NMN is we tested uh, six products from 39 bucks to $129 a month. Just say, you know, does more money get you more NMN? You know, is the quality there? And the lab guys came back and found no NMN in any one of those products. You want an Amazon order, not, not an ounce. I was like- It's highly perishable. It's what? Highly perishable. It's highly perishable. 30 to 40. He said it, most of it comes from China. Mm -hmm. Some could be cheating, but most of it is by the time it gets to you, it's inert. Okay. So um, uh, Dr. Lopez, who works with us, who's done a lot of AI work, and I think you're probably familiar with him, he just did a new study and he put together this product called NED3, which not only gives you an NMN in a stable form, but it's still perishable, but it's done here, but also gives you these coenzymes that allow you to both maximize that NMN meaning don't lose as much, kind of offense and defense, and those enzymes act as catalysts to actually activate more of the NED in your body as well. But the MIB-626 is this new molecule, and it's not going to be a nutraceutical. It's being proved by the FDA. So they believe it'll be out in 18 months because they're getting the fast track because the military wants it. And it's spread. It was in newspapers here. It was in the Daily Mirror, a little bit about it. I can't tell you the things that haven't been published yet, but all I can tell you is imagine you can go to your doc, get prescribed something that used to be in your body anyway, or at least a coenzyme of, and suddenly have all those four things working your best. The most energy your cells can have throughout the whole body means the whole system, organ systems, everything's going to work better, the cleanup of your DNA, the right genes turning on and off, mm -hmm. and inflammation reducing. So to me, that's the part that excites me about where things are going. And that's everything in the book is either now or within 36 months, so you're prepared yeah. for it. That's probably 24 months away. So, like you, I share a passion with NAD. Yeah. And stimulated by David Sinclair. He's the. Oh, but David, I was just on the phone. I was yeah, just, yeah. I just did a he, session with I, him. He's a magnificent individual, incredible researcher. And in the late 90s, if, when he was at Lenny Garanti's lab at MIT, he's the guy that figured out That's right. that NAD was the fuel for tertuins. Prior to that, we knew about it for over a century, almost yeah. a century at that time. And we just, it was some obscure molecule in yeah. the electron transport chain, but it had far more benefits. So, I've been passionate about it. I first learned about it maybe six years ago when I saw his work. Uh, I'm a latecomer to it, but I, but it was a really important part of EMF. Huge. To, to improve your NAD, your resiliency EMF. Resiliency. Got to, you have to increase your NAD levels. But I've come to a different conclusion. I want to share it with you. Because the, 
the rate limiting enzyme for forming NAD yes. is NAMPT. Okay. That's the enzyme that actually makes it. Yes. And there are three things that you can do and you do extraordinarily well at, and I'm trying to help people understand that they can do these things too, which can radically upregulate yeah. that enzyme. Exercise. Without a doubt. I always tell people, and mild calorie restriction will also increase. Oh your yeah, well, fasting will even too, yeah. but, but you can't fast for long Forever. term. Yeah, exactly. Right. So exercise, but short-term fasting, like time-restricted eating, yeah. Yeah. and then sauna. <laughs> you and I are which brothers are, on the which back are, here, which are, which are one of the things that we're, I want to talk about but, you know, we'll, we'll, later, but, but I want to pick up this rabbit, tr rabbit hole with uh, NAD. So that, that is the premise that it's NAMPT, because NAMPT converts niacinamide, That's right. which is the breakdown product of NAD. When right. NAD is consumed, it's turning to niacinamide. And the niacinamide turns to MMN. Yep, that's right. And that's NMN what Dr. Hector Lopez's whole study is about. Yeah, and, and, and then goes to NAD. So I didn't, the problem with niacinamide, and a lot of people mix this up, and this is the important distinction. And Sinclair pointed this out. Actually, when I interviewed him, we discussed this. And he, he was surprised because most people didn't realize this from his work, but yeah. high doses of niacinamide, it really wasn't defined, but high doses inhibit sirtuins. Right. Inhibit it. Yeah. But if you keep the doses low. That's right like to 50 milligrams right. three times a day, because yeah. it's, it's a really water soluble, doesn't, doesn't store up in your body, and you activate those factors, I would love, 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 love to see a study against low-dose niacinamide versus MIB-626. Yeah. But I don't think it's gonna be done because there's a, a, a seven-year supply of niacinamide is $10. Wow. <laughs> Seven years. Well, seven years. Seven well, years. Dr. Lopez, this NAD3 product I'm telling you about, he's, yeah. I'll send you the studies. He did a clinical study and he's done human studies now. Yeah. And he sees the combination of these being there. And the combination is more effective than NMN or NAD. As you Especially take the precursor. Your lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah, you get exactly. all of that going. You, you, you get all three of those and now you get a momentum that most people will never dream about. And James Clement is a friend of mine. He doesn't live too far from me. He's up in uh, Gainesville. And He's done studies with NAD. The problem with NAD, and this is the fundamental problem, why there's such limited research on it, it is the hardest thing to measure in assay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, talk about NMN being perishable. This thing evaporates like literally in minutes, yeah. if, if you, unless you have this incredible, impeccable technique to assay it. Yeah. There's only a few labs. I mean, you literally have to have your blood drawn in the lab yeah. and then have them, uh, if they're not going to measure it, immediately, you know, freeze it at minus 80 degrees. So it's really hard to get good information yeah, on this. It's true, it's true. So, but, but, but it's so promising to see the combination. Oh yeah. The combination yeah. is everything. And also it's like, you know, I, I'm not looking to have people have a magical pill and don't do anything because also you, then you lose something else. You lose the sense of momentum. I mean, human emotion, emotion is created by motion. <laughs> the way you move, whether it be the muscles in your face or the way you breathe, the way you speak, certainly the way you exercise is critical to quality of life. So who wants to be, you know, like I, um, Peter DiManis and I, when we were at the Vatican speaking, and he had a session with this group of scientists, and he said, how many want to live to 120? And t only 10% of the people raised their hand. And he was like depressed by it. It's like, what's wrong his, with these people? His, his goal is 700. Yeah, it? I know. He's, well, you know, since he was a young man, he saw whales that lived 200 years. Yeah. We could live 200 years, right? But I, I said, Peter, it's because most people's association of 120 is old, decrepit, looking terrible, not remembering, drooling. I said, if you said you could have health span, the same as when you were 35 or 40, when you're 100 or 120, I bet you get a radically different approach. But I'm not into longevity living forever. I'm not, a, I'm not I don't want to live 200 years. I think 
scarcity of life makes it valuable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I do want to have the largest health span possible. You know, I, I'm, I have five children, five grandchildren, and I have my, I have a 48 year old daughter and I have a one year old daughter to give you an idea. It just came along. I told my span. wife, I said, I, I'm not having a kid past 50, honey, come on, we got to do this. And she's like, <laughs> you know, we're not ready. We travel constantly. And so cause I thought I'd be 70 at her graduation of high school. Now I'm going to be 80 when that happens. <laughs> so, so I got a, I got reasons to do this stuff more than ever before. You know, it's, it's fun. But the beautiful thing is that if you integrate and, and adopt these philosophies that you talk about in your yes. book, you could have the functionality of a That's 50 year old right. or exactly even a 40 year old. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, that, you know, there's all kinds of tests now, yeah, yeah. clocks and so forth. You know, what's nice is David is 53 and the one clock that we both use, he's 33. I'm 62 and I'm 51, you know, so, but I've only been doing his whole process for about 11 months. So my goal is to get that thing down to 43 if I can. But it's a, it's an exciting time. If you would have said people 10, five years ago, we're going to reverse aging and you're a scientist, they'd all laugh at you. And now there are hundreds of billions of dollars being spent, as you know, by some of the smartest people in the world to crack that code. Ever since they discovered, you know, the Nobel Prize winner Yamanaka from Japan, those factors that could turn things around, the Yamanaka factors, and then, you know, um, David's off, uh, David's group did this group, I'm sure you know, with the mice, where they were able to take mice who'd burn through their, ner their nerve cells in their eyes, which can't go back, and they reversed the aging, and they became young again and could see. The gene therapy, well, I met this kid that was on um, America's Got Talent. He was blind, and he said gene therapy, and he can see now. I mean, it's just things that sound like science fiction that we're either right now or just the beginning cusp of right now are happening. So you think about where things are going to go in the next 10 years. I mean, you know, the longevity exit philosophy, you know, that they talk about, the velocity, I should say, is when we get to a point where every year in science, they could reduce one year of your life. Talk to George Church, probably the greatest geneticist in the world from Harvard. I said, when's that going to happen? Didn't pause. 12 years. I asked Ray Kurzweil. Separate conversation. One of the best predictors of all. The one that predicted the human genome time. 12 years. You know, talk to David. He says, you know, somewhere between 10 and 15 years. So this is not like forever Pie away. Sky, right? You've got to take care of yourself right now so that you can be well enough to take care of your family and yourself long term when these technologies hit the, their tipping point but you can already make a huge difference today. So the unfortunate reality is, is that we're in the middle of a global reset, <laughs> yeah. the, which is literally. Yeah, you'll have nothing in night by 2030 and yeah, you'll be happy about it. Yeah, that's the intention. I mean, it's literally decimating or destroying the finances of, of the vast majority of the population. Yeah. So and, and, and it's an important frame because the, the sad reality is that most people don't have the resources to implement and pay for something, even something that's valuable to these cells or stem cells. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's beyond their reach. I mean, they just yeah. can't afford it. So with that in mind, that and, and I, it's obvious you're passionate about reaching people and helping them and, and making sure you're making a dent. So what would you list at the top two or three interventions that someone with limited resources yeah. could use to, to really improve their I think there's several, but before I say that, I want to address what you're saying because it's so important. You're old enough and I'm old enough to remember having, did you ever have one of those original Motorola cell phones? The uh, first portable? No, I, I yeah, the, the, uh, it looked like a brick. The brick yeah, yeah. The brick. And it yeah. weighed like eight pounds. It cost 4,000 bucks. It'd be like $10,000 today. You probably today. had three of them. No, I didn't have three of them, but I, I was so proud I had one of those first ones when I was a kid. And you know, I had like 20 minutes of talk time and a yeah, bucket, yeah. a buck a minute, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now we have this thing that's got more power in it. 
than what took us to the moon and back, right? And everybody's got it. And the cost of this will give you free for a contract. But I'll give you an example. Stem cell prices have dropped so much that now they're getting to the point for things like a knee or an elbow, it's like the price of a laptop. Mm-hmm. You know, something like your whole spine is more, but that was still cheaper than me doing the surgery. And then there's like, um, you know, I don't know if you know anybody who has Parkinson's, but if anybody out there has, somebody who has Parkinson's, you know, it's, I met a woman, she couldn't walk across the room, couldn't hold a glass, shaking so hard. And she went, I watched one of the first, not first, but I watched one of the interventions here. They put them in an MRI, they call it incisionless brain surgery. They find this spot in the brain that's causing the tremor. It takes 15 seconds then to treat it. She rolls out of the MRI, she gets off, walks straight across the room with no wobble. I'm watching, everybody's watching. It didn't 100% register until they went to hand her a glass. And she held her hand like this thing, oh, it's okay. And she reached out a glass and drank. I don't know if you've seen anybody who's had those audio implants where they can hear for the first time. Someone's crying her eyes out. Three months, that was two years ago. Three months ago, she did a 50-mile bike ride. And by the way, how much did that cost? It's covered by insurance and it's on 100 hospitals. People just don't know about it. So that's part of what's there. I don't want people I, I gotta, to think- I gotta give you some pushback on this. Yeah, go for it. Because that is conventional medicine. They're destroying these cells that are causing it. They're not treating the cause. I understand. It, it, Parkinson's disease is a, pathology in the substantia nigra, yes. which most people don't understand this. That is the most mitochondrially dense tissue in your entire body. You know how many mitochondria in, in, a, in a substantia nigra cell? I, I don't two know. Million. Yeah. Two million. So it's a, it's a d- disease of mitochondrial, mitochondrial dysfunction. Yes. So if you can go in there and with the stuff that I love that you're talking about, but improving these other hacks, yes. that is going to address the cause. And that I, is I am the, for that, but when somebody is 82 I know, years yeah, old- I know, yeah, symptom, then-, then it, it, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So somebody not age, so you and I are on the same page. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want to deal with the source of the problem, right. not even the, the cause, cause, right? The yeah. source is below yeah. the cause, right? So you had an argument, the cause was so-and-so. The source is you guys aren't connected, right? right so right. I, I'm going for that too. Okay. But somebody's 82 years old or 78 years old, and they're not going to make those changes yet. Yeah. And and, but, got- but my point is larger. The technology is happening. At our group at Fountain Life, we have a group across the country and around the world where people go and they do stands and all those things. And for people that's less, we've started an insurance company. We've got five big, huge companies now. I think we have 50,000 clients. And we're expanding it where we include all of those scans, the MRIs, everything else in advance. The other part that's happening is Open Water is a company I invested in. So, you know, they're, they're looking at something, the price and of your cell Jetson. phone that's portable yeah. that can do this, right? Instead of a $10 million or $2 million machine. So I want people to know it's not like people's heads go, I can't afford it. Don't let yourself do that. There's solutions. But then answer your question, what are the things to do? I think the first thing you have to do is where you are. You know, it's like I, I can plot a course where I want to go, but if I have a map and I don't know where I am, it's worthless. So it's like you need to do some of the most fundamental blood tests. You got to do your metals blood tests. Should, and these are not expensive. You can do a hormone tests. You and I both know, you know, if your hormones are off, your body's off. And most people think about hormones like women do because of going through menopause. But that's hormone replacement therapy. Today, hormone optimization therapy is available with smaller inserts and huge changes in men and in women. So I look at that. I look at um, the components for me. is like once you know where you are and you know what your issues are, then you measure those things. You don't have to measure everything because you have a base to know where you stand. And then what are the interventions? For me, you've got to include some form of exercise and some people that's just beyond their scope. So that's to me where the sauna is so valuable because I can put someone in a sauna for 20 minutes, as you know, and all the research will show you 20 minutes at 160, 165, 170, and you're gonna see these heat shock proteins erect in your body. There's a transformation that occurs. The studies show 50% reduction in heart attacks, 60% reduction in having you know, a stroke, 
and overall reduction of death at an early age is done by 70%. So I'm a big believer, okay, now I get you in the sauna and you sweat a little bit, listen to some music, whatever, it's not hard. Then what happens is people feel better and now they can do some simple exercise. And most people over-exercise. So there are tools I describe in the book that you can do that it's all about the right dosage because you want to stimulate muscle development because muscle development plays a huge role in everything you've got, including cancer. And you want to be able to have the right aerobic capacity. So those are things that cost nothing. Little test to know where you stand. You go to the gym and use the sauna. You don't have to own a sauna and so forth. I, I believe in cold also. I use cryotherapy. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I start every morning by jumping in this freezing water over here, 52, 56 degrees. Where's the water? Yeah, well, that, that's jacuzzi, but around the corner, oh, I have a cold that, plunge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. okay. And then I have one downstairs. Also, I have a gym downstairs. We have an indoor one as well. We keep it a little colder. But I go in there every day, and I do it for two reasons. A, the stimulation that you know about what cold does. It also affects shock proteins. Cold but also, shock, yeah. it's, it's a mental discipline. It's like, I don't, there's never a morning I look forward to jumping in. And I've been doing it for like, I don't know, 12 years. And when I'm in my home in Sun Valley, I jump in the river. I walk through the snow in winter and go in the river. It's like 42 degrees. It doesn't feel good to get in, but it feels damn good to get out. And it's also, it's like, I don't negotiate. I don't go, oh, well, in a moment or when I feel, you know, it's just like, go. And when you train yourself to do that, you can do that with anything else as well. So I think that's a place to start for people. The other thing I have people do is cut 300 calories. Cut, you know, cut one Starbucks, which is probably more than that in most cases. Cut one, you know, bagel. And research shows that over two years, a person will usually lose between 17 and 20 pounds as somebody who's overweight. And that gets to like, what's our biggest issue in this country? One of them is diabetes. You know, 75% of the audience is overweight or obese. And you hear doctors all the time saying, you just got to manage, you just got to live with it. And the Lancet did a study three years ago shows anyone who's got type 2 diabetes can reverse it. You need to lose 22 pounds on average. And guess what? It's, it's liver fat that's keeping that from working. So there's a new product out now called Plenty that's made of nothing but celery. You drink it with water. It doesn't have the side effects. Some of these others, it, it inflates your stomach and then people don't overeat. The FDA says its average weight loss is 22 pounds just by coincidence, right? So I think it depends on where you are. Supplementing, obviously, with the right supplements, especially an NAD or an NNN supplement, to me, is critical for all the reasons we already talked about. Yeah. But you got to get one that's actually stable and one that actually works. And then doing the things you described, you know, seeing what are the other components around it. So I'm, I'm talking fast, but it's I think about what are, because for me, I have a huge list. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to shrink it. So figure out where you are. Decide where you want to go. Once you know where you are, address what's there. It might be diabetes, might be weight loss, might be blood sugar, whatever it is, address it. Get yourself the core nutrients and have a diet that matches your metabolism and a place for your body to have a little bit of a rest with intermittent fasting or, or the equivalent of intermittent fasting. To me, those are fundamentals. So I'm, I'm as huge a proponent, if not more so, of the sauna than you. And really? You, and, oh, it is, the, to me, one of the most fundamental things you can do aside from exercise. Exercise. Exercise yeah. trumps it, and I like it the does. I like the sauna after the exercise. I do too, same thing. Yeah, because then and you I'll get, do mine sometimes late at night because it slows me yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you can also do a, a derivative of a sauna. It's definitely not doesn't have some of the, it has some of the benefits if you have the right type of sauna, but it's photobiomodulation, which I'm sure you have yeah. access to. So, well, but that's a separate discussion. But I wanted to follow up on the sauna because you had mentioned heat shock proteins. Yes. But the average person listening, they go, what the heck is a heat shock protein? Yeah. So tell us the benefit of heat shock protein. Well, uh, you probably describe it better than I can, but the body, the cells fold in a certain way. In fact, yeah. there's there's a uh, Peter Demonis and the XPRIZE guys are doing a competition to understand right. even more of how that works. Yeah, I think, but, I think what, Deep Mind did alpha fold to figure that out too. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And But what it does is, I guess the heat, it, it shocks it so that the folds become appropriate. If they're inappropriate, Organs don't develop, cellular structures don't develop, 
everything starts to break down. It's, it's not the basis of disease, but it's one of the basis of disease. So being able to stimulate that, it's invaluable. But then there's also just the pure, you know, like depending upon the sauna you use, and I don't know what's true because there's conflicting research. I like, you know, I like the steam sauna, which I have one, but I also have the infrareds because supposedly they go deeper and also detox metals more. And since I've been through that, that to me yeah. is really useful. So there's multiple benefits from it, but the research, millions of people research primarily because of all the people in the north yeah. of Europe, right? Well, the, it's mostly Finland. Finland, they, for sure, because it's highest, part of their life. concentration of saunas. But what this, the other benefit of the heat shock protein is that most people aren't aware of this, that the moment your body makes a protein, one third of them, one third of them are misfolded. So what I didn't it, know it was one third. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to have a little helper to come along and refold that? Yeah. It's even better because sometimes, the, excuse me, the misfolding is so severe that it's damaged beyond repair. So then it has to, what the heat shock protein does is facilitate acceleration of the exiting of the that damaged yeah. protein. Yeah, yeah. So that your body can make another one and, and replace it. How often it. do you do sauna for you? I used to do it every day and I found that it was too much. So I do it four yeah. days a week. Me too. Four days a week is four what the research shows, minimum. Yeah. Yeah. You get the same result for four, pretty much as five or six. Yeah. I sometimes do seven in a row, but my minimum because is four. You can lose too many good minerals too. So That's there's true. A, there's a balance. Yeah. You can easily overdo things. There's yes. a Goldilocks window typically. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, you recommended me to do the, uh, um, what do you call it? Electrolytes. Electrolytes beforehand. Yeah, I've yeah. started doing that as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, maybe an hour before. And actually really good for working out. Uh, James and Nicolatoni wrote the book, The Salt Fix. He's done a lot of research on this. He finds that's the simple, most effective ergogenic for a pre-workout um, is the electrolytes. Wow. Like an hour and a half before. You should try it. I've, I'll bet you get a 5 to 10% increase in your lifts. Wow. Okay. I'm going to do yeah, that. Yeah. I've been doing it before the sonic, but you recommended yeah. that. But do it before the same before the workout. Process, before the workout. Yeah. Same amount of time, an hour. Yeah. Well, you could if you can do it. If you're going to do your exercise first and then the sauna, just do it before the exercise. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then, got then you're gold. It'll retain. Okay. I'm going to yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. So the key with the sauna, because some infrared saunas don't work, is the temperature, and you you, you hit you hit a spot on. It's got to be 160, 160. Yeah. And more important, clinically, and some of them don't get that high. They don't. Yeah. They I know. Don't. And, and I, got, that's why I didn't use them in the beginning. You got to get sweating bullets. If you're not sweating bullets, the toxins aren't coming that's out. That's right. And you don't want to go. 20 minutes is good. 30 minutes is not better. It's worse. You, yeah. you can't have too excessive. But yeah. but the key is just to get that sweating. I'm glad you said that because I'm the I've learned the hard way most things yeah, in yeah. life. I'm all in. Yeah, and yeah, more, yeah, yeah. My whole thing is more is better than I used to be. Now, yeah, yeah. you know, I've, I've had a sweet life experience. Spot. There sweet is a sweet spot. spot. That's why I'm saying about ideal dose. Yeah, yeah. It's like an well, ideal dose of stimulation. Yeah, Tim Ferriss, the MED, the minimal effective dose. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's key. So just a little point to help people with sauna. And I'm going to, I'm actually fat beyond fascinated with sauna because there's, it's, it's too long for a discussion for this topic, but there's some derivatives of sauna that can be, even gives you better effects, which are photobiomodulation. So maybe you could, how, how There's also you, the emotional impact. It affects how the body responds oh, sure. emotionally as well, which yeah. for a lot of people in the world we're in today, that's especially with the lockdowns that people went through for the last two oh, years. Geez. I mean, there's more depression, suicide there's rate. more suicide, but there's more overdoses on drugs than we've ever seen. You had 500,000 people die in 10 years. That's insane. 500,000, that's a half a million people. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So your, the name of your book is Life Force. Yes. And you have an organization called Life Force as part of it. Yes. So why don't you help us understand what that's all about and well, the, the, the purpose to, of that is. If they go to lifeforce.com, there's information about the book there. And then there's two organizations that are two separate companies. One is called Fountain Life. And Fountain Life is an organization that works with doctors all around the world. And you can do all the tests that you need to do. So, uh, for example, um, uh, my father, I got a phone call from Dr. Bill Cap. He's one of my partners. He built 12 hospitals 
He's an orthopedic surgeon, but also simultaneously, he's got a master's degree in genetics and immunology. And he built 12 hospitals, ran them, and then turned around and decided, I don't want to be in disease care anymore. So he sold all the hospitals, and he was opening this new center, and I invested with him as a group of other brilliant people did. And so he's brought together like the best tools and technology, but it's a place you go and can have that experience and it's thorough. So for example, our center in Pittsburgh, you know, all the Pittsburgh Steelers come. We do regeneration there, we do peak performance there, everything you can imagine there, it's really deep. Um, but he called me one day as an example and says to me, Tony, he goes, uh, you know, there's been a breakthrough and he's, he talks half my speed about half my volume <laughs> and he understates everything, you know, I'm so passionate. So we're a great, we're a great balance to each other. So he goes, Tony, you know, like in a whisper, he goes, you know, I wanted to call you because there's been a breakthrough in cardiology that I don't want to overstate, but I think it's one of the, one of the top breakthroughs in the last decade. I said, what is it? He goes, well, you know, you've had a CT scan before. And I said, sure. He goes, CT scans get misinterpreted all the time because they're looking for plaque, but soft plaque can break off and be the widow maker, give you a heart attack, give you a stroke. But if it's calcified, it's healed. And he said, so there's a lot of misdiagnosis and it's super hard to read CT scans, even if you're experienced. And he says, you get high scores that don't necessarily mean anything. And he said, and surgeries happen, they don't need to happen. He goes, and we all, everybody knows it, but no one wants to talk about that. But you want science to be perfect and it isn't always. He goes, well, there's this new CCTA scan. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it, it uses AI to open all the arteries and it searches in the artery and shows what is fully calcified versus what is soft plaque that can break off. It can predict a heart attack five years in advance and they show you what to do. So he goes, we want to do it. I said, I'm in, you know, I used to not do any of these tests. Now I want to do everything, you know, because I want to see what the real results are. And my father-in-law was here visiting because my daughter was just born this is a little year ago. And I said, Pops, he's 80 years old. And I'll give you a background, he's like a self-made man in the lumber business. So, you know, strong as can be. But when people start getting near 80, if you're in the wrong circle, which is most people, Everybody starts saying, you got to plan your affairs and everything else. And he's in great shape, but it gets in your head. So the last couple of years, I've watched that kind of energy drop and I felt a little helpless to help him. You know, I've talked to him about it a little bit, but you know, we all get old was this thing. So I said, pops, I said, I'm going to go down to Fountain Life. We have one over here in South Florida. And I said, there's this test. I explained it to him. And I said, we're both old enough to have soft plaques, but we'll know how much we have, where it is, and we'll know what to do. Are you up for it? He goes, great. So we fly there and we fly there. He's the old man. We get in and gets this test. Son of a bitch, the man is solid. He's like a 25 year old's heart. Anything he's got has been fully calcified. I'm in really good shape, but he's even better than I am, right? And all of a sudden his entire continence changed. Like, oh my God. And then one of the other things make me, I said, what else makes you feel old, dad? And he goes, well, you know, I got this hip issue and I, you know, my gate's up and everything else. And there's this new treatment called release. There are several versions of it the doctors do today, but they use ultrasound and scan your body for connective tissue and they see where the connective tissue is tightened and hardened around nerves or circulation. So I had one on my ankle where for, you know, I don't know, 15, 16 years, even if I had a massage, don't touch it. Cause you touch it, it was like electrical shock through my body. I went down, it took five minutes, they treated it. I can slam the side of it, I have no problem whatsoever. I mean, it's that impressive. impressive yeah. So I said, can you guys take a look at Pop's, you know, hip here? They spent 30 minutes with him. They used some amyl fluid, they opened up the spaces. Guys walking like silk. So we get on the plane, I'll never forget this moment, he crosses his arms like this and he goes, you know, Tony, because I've introduced him a lot of people in the health field, like Peter, right? And he's yeah, like, yeah. you know, so many people talk about living 120 and stuff. He goes, I don't buy that shit. He goes, but I can live another 20 years. My heart's perfect, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. walking perfect. You've only been married to my daughter 22 years. It's another lifetime. <laughs> so what I love seeing is people change, but about 12 to 14% of the people that go find something 
you know, through the scans that's serious and they're able to deal with it. Another test is the grail test, which I'm sure oh, you've well, heard. Before we get to the grail, let's go back because that was a two important test. So where can people find this CCDA test? You, it, yes. And then I want to for more about this ultrasound technique. Great. The, the, you can go online and go to um, um, my, excuse me, uh, lifeforce.com. Okay. Um, and there it says, or you can go to Fountain Life, it's directly, and that's the center that you can go to or have treatments on. But they also have a, an app so they can order the C, your doctor can order the CCTA test and they can utilize it wherever how, you are. How many places do this across the country? Yeah, we have six right now, but they also, like I said, so they it's can, just at the, your centers. No one else does them. Yeah, six centers of our own. Yeah. Okay, so this, why doesn't, the, why doesn't other divisions of medicine doing this? Is it something? Well, what happened? What, what's the, it's what's the, same, the backstory It's the same 17-year thing I talked about, right? From the time that we actually have the breakthrough, time it gets the clinical application. Jeez. That's the average time. That's why things, people go, that's not true. Doctors go, that's not true. And then you find the top doctor in the world goes, let me show you the research. There's plenty yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but part of the problem, I think, Joe, is to be fair, it's like I, I wrote about all these doctors in the book who created breakthroughs. Almost everyone, if you read the book, has something in common and is they lost a loved one, a husband, a wife, a daughter, or a close patient. And it drove them to not accept the standard of care. And they've now spent 25 years being harassed until they finally proved it and it works. Now they got to get it into the mainstream. So that's pretty much what it is. But our centers are relatively new. Bill sold all those hospitals about three years ago and we're expanding like crazy overseas as well, in Abu Dhabi and London and so forth. But anyway, the second company we have is mylifeforce.com. You can go there directly or go to LifeForce and it has a piece. And that allows you to do testing that's inexpensive. But normally it costs about $700. If you shop around, they'll do it for $350. We make no money on the tests. Wow. And then if you, and then it gives you a products like the NAD3. It can recommend what's available. It also does hormone testing, so it can tell you where you stand as far as that's concerned on optimization. So you had a man who went to Fountain Life as an example. And I know 32, 33, I don't remember exactly. He was over 30 pounds overweight. Uh, talking about he's lost all his drive is you know usually an overachiever and he's frustrated and pissed off and we said well do you look at your hormones he goes yeah my doctor looks at hormones they're fine so he said let's do a test his testosterone was 150 <laughs> right now most doctors unfortunately don't replace till like 125 so that's when it's replacement time that's when there's a, but most men don't feel alive without 500 to 700 some people it takes a little bit more right it's individual so small applications, small but you, doses. You know what's a really good trick to increase your testosterone aside from exercise? Don't you what? You know what a really good trick to increase it is? Besides exercise? Yeah. What? Walking in the sunshine and exposing your skin to sunshine. <laughs> Ultraviolet B radiation. In fact, there's a, there's a diannual curve of testosterone that, that the, the low point is in the winter and the high point is in the summer. That makes sense. So that if you just sense. get outside, he could have doubled or tripled his well, he's living inside. He's lost his of momentum, course. right? Which but is like most, but, almost everyone. But, but you see this guy 30 days later, 90 days later, because you see him quarterly, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a different human being. He lost but, all but the weight, feels alive, right? I, I'm a big fan of bioidentical hormone replacement. Me too. too. But wouldn't it be nice to do the things that increase it normally without doing it? So you can have a lower dose. There's no question. And there's, there's some exercise devices that improve to be more powerful than others yeah, using yeah. oxygen restriction and pushing you at a maximum level, there's a device that I have that's amazing that's used by the, what do you call it, by the special forces that will increase your testosterone levels approximately 50%, even for them, 25%. What is yours, 2,000? Pardon me? Yours, 2,000? The what, 2,000? Your, is yours, 2,000, your testosterone level? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm around 750, 800, right? Okay. And, I, and I had a stage was really low as well. Yeah, yeah. But the point is you want to do that, you want to do metals tests, but anyway, all that's for like 350 bucks. And then you can decide what serves you. To me, that you got to know where you are. 
and, and you can get products there if you want. So I have both those groups. One is so you can have basically telemedicine. Mm -hmm. The other is if you want to do something direct. And even the direct ones, like the CCTA test, you can order it. Your doctor can order it. What about it this ultrasound? I'm really curious about the, the cure yeah. in your leg and your, and your, it's your father-in-law's hip. Uh, there's Where, a, there's is, a, that, a, is that also through LifeWorks? It's in Fountain Life. Oh, Fountain yeah. Life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they go and they scan it. And, and it's not available anywhere else. Well, no, there, there are three doctors that do it that I'm aware of. Oh, Two of them wow. are for us, and one of them is here. Somehow I missed this in your book. This is fascinating. Yeah, there's a, if you, I think it's in the section on pain. Okay. Um, the, was the University of Florida, the head, head of rehab, University of Florida, hurt his knee and couldn't run. He was a major runner, couldn't run anymore, and we brought him down. And he's like, oh, this is all bullshit. Nothing like this works. And we said, okay, well, why don't you just test it, right? Yeah. And, you know, two weeks later, he sent us there. I don't believe in anything. This doesn't. He goes, this is unbelievable. Turned around. You know, we've done Carrera, Cabrera. We've done some of the greatest athletes mm -hmm. in the world turning around. It's pretty miraculous. All it is is, you know, the whole body's connected tissue. Yeah, yeah. And you know how strong it is. Well, you make an injury and it Collagen. tightens up. Collagen. Exactly. It tightens up and it tightens up the flow of, of fluid. It tightens up the flow of nerves. In my case, it was a nerve on the side there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, now it's free. My, same thing with my father. Inside here was there. So the change is still. It's, it's a form of I, ultrasound. I a, it's a form of ultrasound. Ultrasound to find it, and then they open oh, it. Oh, then with it's fluid. a manual manual treatment. Yes, it's based a on the ultrasound. They inject a fluid in, in that exact they location. They inject a fluid in real time. You see it on the ultrasound. You see it open up. And they and, and manually direct the fluid after it's injected. It, it pretty much does it on its own. You can oh, see it. The body does it, but wow. you see it as it's happening on the ultrasound right in front of you. You see what the problem is, and then you see it. Wow. And then it's a nerve. Probably three D color. You feel the yes. You feel the pop. <laughs> Right, that's there. The nerve will pop, and then it's like, oh my God, it's free. Here's where. Wow, you are. that's no, it's, incredible. It's people that thought they could never run again or never have the flexibility again. It's wow. just, it's like it's another version of stem cells. And some of the people use uh, amniofluid as the source. Some people use a different source for it, but well, as part of the fluid to open up. Well, you know, with the I forgot about the V cells. The, the other component of that, it's 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 sort of an advanced version of PRP, plasma. Yes. Uh, platelet-rich plasma, which yes. most everyone's familiar with. Yes, yes. Because it's the same process. But it's more effective. Oh, yeah. Loads way, more, way effective. more effective. And, and you have almost an infinite supply in your bone marrow. That's right. So you never exhaust it, you know, which you can exhaust with your fat stores or your bone marrow. If you're going to use those mesenchymal yes, cells. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just so good. It's, but, it's exciting. But I mean, my I, guess is you could inject D-cells or PRP in there, too. I don't know. I assume you'd be able to, but yeah, I, yeah. I'd rather, if I was going to do V cells, I'd rather do something with stem cells. You know, you, you have the option of doing regular stem cells as well. If you want to combine them, that to me, rather well, than the PRP. V cells to me are stem cells. Yeah. You really sold on V cells, I see. Actually, last night, a guy just, I, I was just showing my wife, sent me a text because one of the docs there, he said, I read Tony's book. And he's, he's 67 years old. He's had six spinal fusions. Oh. I mean, like, and you know how horrible that is. Oh. And he's like so much pain, everything else. And now he's done like half the things I told you about, including this process. And he said, Tony, I am feeling without pain for the, I mean, he's like, so it works for back pain the moon. too. What's that? Back pain too? Yeah, it works for any of those uh, pieces you come up with. Yeah, I've had it in my back. I've had it also the, the release process you, for my hips. Because I grew 10 inches in a year. You found this after you had the stem cell injection for your shoulder. That's would, correct. Would, knowing what you know now, would you have done this procedure first? Um, that's a good question. I don't think, I think the shoulder and spine were so intense. Okay. I think I needed the stem cells. But like, for example, when you grow that well, fast. I bet you could have did that procedure with the V cells. In a way I, well, that would have been a whole different game. Yeah, yeah. But my hips are always underneath me, yeah, yeah. right? So they did it and opened it up and it was all just connective tissue from when I grew so fast and locked in place and now my hips come back. So now I got a different propulsion when I run and so forth. It's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So again, what, some, of the, some of these things take more time or energy or money. That's the truth. 
but there's so many things that cost next to nothing, but you got to know where you are and you got to do something consistently. Like if you do a sauna once, you know, it's not going to do anything. But if you say, I'm going to make this a habit, I'm going to do it before I work out or I'm going to do it before I go to sleep. So what does your typical workout look like? I mean, is the majority of it resistance training? Yes. Okay. I, my, I have a trainer that comes here and we have different, we, I love to mix it up. When I first met him, I was like, I am burnout. I do the same things. I restrict my, I push myself. He goes, what do you want to do for us? I, I want to have fun. So, <laughs> so we, we love to mix it up. And then now I'll show you later. I'll take you down. I have this unique uh, squash court. Cause I was like, I, wow. I said, I said, you know, he said, what'd you do when you had fun? I said, well, when I was like 19, I used to play racquetball. That was fun. I yeah, wasn't yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. it. And I got a great workout and had a blast. Yeah. So I, I called around, couldn't find a racquetball court. So you made one. And so well, I eventually made one, but I, I played squash okay. and I loved it. But you know, it's 20 minutes to get there, 20 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. back. And if you're going to be nice, it's 20 minutes of pictures. But yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, man, my day. So I, I built one here. I'll show it to you later. It's rather unique. But so I love to do the, that for the aerobic. I do something fun, basketball, whatever the aerobic. And then I do my strength training. And how long does the strength training go for? Uh, four days a week. Um, Sometimes I'll do six, but we do shorter sessions. Okay. What I used to always do before I got him is overdo everything. And, um, <laughs> and then they don't function for a week. And what I've learned is a shorter workout, like some days the workout is 15 minutes. The book I'm writing for next year is on iron. Mm. Why? Because it appears that iron may be the single most important biological factor. Excessive iron. Yeah. Contributing to our premature demise. Because of and the what, excess And where oxygen. are people getting excess iron primarily in your experience? Oh, 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 oh. You know what the primary purpose is or primary reason? Living. Forever, we do, our body does not have a physiological mechanism outside of bleeding or sauna to get rid of iron. It does not wow. excrete iron. So every day you live, you add another milligram. So if you're 65 years old, you've got like 25,000 extra milligrams of iron you shouldn't be well, having. Well, when I lost that one third of my blood supply, well, that, but, my but, iron but went through the floor, one right? One third, you have five, five liters, 5,000 liters. Yeah. So you're only losing you might have lost, you probably didn't even lose a gram. Really? Of yeah. iron? Of iron. Yeah, maybe well, there, there was some. There was, was a, a lot. There was a, whatever the measurement was, I apologize, I don't remember yeah, the exact number, lose, but it was lose, significant. If you, if you donate your blood four times a year, uh, you're going to lose uh, 700, you can lose a gram, one gram, one gram. Wow. And you're gaining a third of a gram every year. You, you uh, gave me that recommendation, by the way, and the day before you did that, yeah. I read this article about the firemen in Australia, you're probably familiar with it, um, where they donated their blood and they have those, what they call them, forever chemicals in their body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they reduced them by 35% just by donating their blood, right? Yeah, and you combine that with sauna. It's pretty you wild. Will, you will excrete some iron with sauna, you will, if you yeah. do it the right way. Yeah. No question. But I, I think using the blood and then using blood measurements to assess it like serum ferritin, which is a measure of body, stored body iron, uh, as, long, as long as you're not having an acute inflammatory process, you'd be really helpful. Yeah. I think one more thing I hope that your audience notices, and I hope if they get the book, hopefully they will. By the way, we're donating 100% of the money for the yeah, book yeah, yeah. to, to uh, make, feed 20 million people and the rest going to all the places we just talked about. But when I wrote the book, one of the things I was cautious of is in the end, your mind is the ultimate player. I mean, you can do all the right things and screw it up with your mind and your emotions. And you know most, the expert. Pe most people know about placebos. Most people don't realize we only discovered placebos in World War II. Mm -hmm. And you know they ran a, a surgeon there ran out of morphine, and no one knows the name of the woman. But there was a nurse there when they ran out. You know they had to save these guys' lives both from the pain by also going into shock. And the nurse handed him out of I don't know fear, excitement, whatever, handed him a saline solution. And said we found more morphine because everybody was freaking out. And he believed it. And he looked right in their eyes and did what he always does. You're going to get a pain in minutes. You're going to heal. Boom. 
None of them went into shock. 90% of them got out of pain. He gave them saline solution. So when he went back to Harvard after the war, he's the man responsible for all the studies we now compare almost any drug to, you know, a placebo. And what most people don't know is it's how convinced your mind is. The size of the intervention affects the level your mind gets convinced in the biochemical change. So if I give you a small pill versus a big pill versus an injection is more powerful versus a surgery. So the VA did a, a study on people getting surgeries, and they did a third of them as fake surgeries. They cut them open while they're under, did nothing, closed them up. Two years later, I published a study here, blows your mind, the people that had nothing done to them but thought they did that was, had the greatest recovery. That was a classic study. It was published in the New England Journal. It was a multi, That's right. multi, multi-center, placebo-controlled trial. That's right. It, it was, we had a massive headline on that study because- But nobody pays attention placebo anymore. Placebo is just as effective as a surgery. It was more. It was more effective. I recall it differently. No, it was more effective. They stopped funding that surgery because they said doing nothing is better. It was knee arthroscopy, I think. That's right, arthroscopy. Yeah. So, and then, you know, Harvard, you know, there's done these studies, but their audience may not know, where they didn't give people a sugar pill. They gave them an actual drug. Yeah, yeah. Right? They gave them a barbiturate. It's going to slow the body down and make it a big yellow pill. And they go, this amphetamine is going to speed you up. You should be prepared for this. And sure enough, their body overcomes the drug to do it. So... I teach people tools of how to manage that because if you don't manage that, but what, what quality of life do you have if you're stressed by everything? Look, there's what's wrong is always available. <laughs> so is what's right. And right now, you know, I think the world goes through seasons. If you study history, I'm a student of history. Did you ever read the book, The Fourth Turning? No, I haven't. Wow, I highly recommend it. When I worked with Clinton when he was president, he gave me a book called Generations by Neil Howland Strauss, so the guy's names who wrote it. It's, you know, a really big book, I don't know, seven, 800 pages. And it explains 500 years of Anglo-American history and how each generation, not you and I individually, but each generation, by the way they're raised and by the cycles of history affect the way who they become and how they raise the next generation. It creates these cycles. And so it's, you know, a long human life's 100 years, but every 20 to 25 years, we go through these cyclic changes where the emotion changes, the primary emotion, the way people think of it. So think of it as spring, summer, you know, fall and winter. In your life, zero to 20, you're in your springtime. You're growing. It's easy to grow. Everything happens naturally, automatically, unless I'm biochemically wrong. You're going to be in great shape. And the world, you know, some of us started working when we were 12, but for most people, the world supports you. You're learning. 21 to 42, that's the summer where you test. Now you go, I'm going to, they told me all this stuff, but what do I believe? What's really true? And then you think you're invincible, and then you have a relationship. <laughs> you know, you don't become president of the United States when you're 30. You don't make a billion dollars. And so people then start to discover more of what life is. And then if you worked hard in both those seasons, then when you enter 42 to 62, that tends to be a power stage where you really become a leader. So you've had enough life experience. You grow, you expand. So now you're in the fall period. But then what follows that is winter, and it's 63 to 83, and if you're lucky, 103, and some people live to 120 years old. That's the longest living humans. So that's the time when you get to be more the mentor and the leader, and you know, you're, you're in that stage. I'm entering that stage in my life right now, too, and it's a beautiful stage to have because you knew more with your pinky than used to take 24 hours a day of your effort. That's right. The relationships, the people, the, the accumulated knowledge. But history has those cycles. So you think about what changed humanity to go from starving hunter-gatherers to communities, cities, and so forth, it was nothing but understanding the seasons. It's understanding a pattern. So the pattern of if I plant in the winter, it doesn't matter what I do, I'm not gonna get anything. It doesn't matter how hard I work. I gotta do the right thing at the right time. And once we understood that, it changed the world. History has those seasons. And this book, The Fourth Turning, well worth reading. I'd recommend it to all of your listeners to understand what's happening right now. I read it when it first came out in 1997. 
it was one of those books that wasn't popular. It was on the throwaway. I love to dig through those and find gems because I'm a contrarian. You know, it's been popular in, the, in this COVID discussion. Oh, it's become popular it. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, what it basically shows, I'll give you an example. The greatest generation in history in America, what we call the great generation, is the World War II generation. But they were born in 1910, let's say. So they grew up in that zero to 20 range where they were looked out for. We won World War I. We had the roaring 20s, new technology, cars. They thought it was going to be the greatest life. And right when they hit that tipping point where they get to be in charge, start to make their own life, 19 years old, is 1929. And people jumping out of buildings, the Dust Bowl in the middle of the country. I mean, and they made it through that, the Depression, only to make it to when they were 29 years old. It was 1939. And now the world is at war. And it looks like Hitler's going to destroy everything. So they were flappers. They were like, when you hear people talk about uh, the snowflakes of, you know, the younger generations, whether it be a Z generation or millennial generation, a lot of them don't get the respect that they deserve. And part of it is because they've not been challenged yet. But I believe we're entering winter because think about it. They came back from a deep winter and became strong. It's like, now what happens? I, my view of history looks like this. It's like good times make weak people. Weak people make bad times. Bad times make strong people. Strong people make great times. If you study history, that overgeneralization is pretty true. So they come home, become strong, and they're now in their 40s, and they create the new springtime. Think about the 1946 after the war to basically Kennedy being shot to 62. It was a pretty amazing time. If you're white, not if you're black necessarily. So to be fair, not everyone is equal, but society had this uplift of optimism, enthusiasm, which capped when Kennedy was killed. And then another Kennedy killed Robert and then Martin Luther King. And then you go through this hot summer, which when you read this book, they'll actually describe a time and you'll think it's right now. And it was written 80 years ago or 160 <laughs> years ago. And they show you over and over again what the times are really like. So now you go through the summer, young and old fight during that summer, you know, the Vietnam War, this generation that had nothing, wanted their kids to have everything, send them to school, made it all easy for them. And they thought they were the greatest thing in the world, baby boomers. And they became more spiritually oriented because they didn't have to fight a war, right? And then they said, you guys aren't fair. Look how you're treating women. Look how you're treating African-Americans and so forth. And so it creates a, a renaissance in inner values. Then after that, there's a fall. In the autumn of the fall, things are reaping time. So in every segment, and you can look at this in a thousand years of Roman history or 500 years of American, uh, Anglo-American history, and you see the same pattern. 80, 180 to you know, 85 years, 100 years max. These years, it's been more closer to 2021, 20, 22 years for each of them. And then there's this time where everything flows. Stock markets explode. Easy money's there. You don't have money. They give you a house. You know, just remember what it was like. And then what happens? Think about kids in the 60s and 70s versus the 40s and 50s. Completely different way of looking at life, completely different focus. If you ask kids, they've been doing this since the 60s in universities, and they still do it. What's more important, same test, a philosophy of life that brings happiness or pragmatic skills to be financially free? What do you think the answer was by 82% of the people in the 60s and 70s? Philosophy of life or pragmatic skills to be financially free? The latter. Philosophy of life. Really? Yes. 60s and 70s was all about philosophy, love, the world, peace. Right. What about the 80s and 90s? These are latchkey yeah. kids. Yeah. Their parents are out doing shit in the world. They're not paying attention. Let the TV raise them. They became very independent and pragmatic. And think of the 80s and 90s through 2000. Yeah. It's a completely different season, completely different attitudes. 85% of them say pragmatic tools to have financial freedom. Right? So they grew up differently. 
So what happens around 2008, we enter a new winter, right? Starts with finance, it echoes into deeper finance, it usually goes through a war. We're probably, if, if history repeats itself, it at least rhymes if it doesn't repeat itself, as it said, we've probably got another eight to 10 years of, like, it's winter right here in North Florida. It's kind of nice. It's not like every day is dark. Oh, come on, it's spring. We just said spring. It's <laughs> well, it's been winter. It was just, just winter, right? Now we're entering springtime. Right. Well, the same thing there. It's not like every day is dark, but the overall theme is more fear, more conflict, more dependency wanting a larger government. And there's a reorganization of the way the world looks like it did after World War I, like it did after World War II. We're in the middle of that. And I think these millennials and I think the Z generation that people, some people look down on are older, they're going to be the ones that really fight that war and they're going to become stronger than ever before. And that to me is a compelling future. If you can look at things in more than just the now or even more than the last 20 years, if you look at it over a thousand years or 800 years in modern history, there are patterns you can recognize. In my whole life, and I think I, I may be over speaking for you because I don't know you well enough. Power comes when you have three skills. Pattern recognition. I don't care if it's business or stock investments or your body or your relationships or raising kids. Anything, dancing, singing, people, they recognize patterns better than anybody else. But then step two is they use them. And people that are masterful, and I put you in that category not blowing smoke because you've spent so many years in, immersed, and that's why it's been fun to pitch back and forth, pitch and catch, not just pitch with you, is you've got, you've got to create patterns. Right? It's like I learned to play the piano with somebody else's music, but as the years go by, you start to develop your own sense out of that. You build on that. And I think that's where we are as a society. And I think for people that are really scared right now, like, oh my God, there's Ukraine and Russia and we could have World War III and all those things and look what they're doing in China. Listen, all those things are real. But at the same time, you need perspective that it's a season and no pandemic has lasted forever. The war seemed to have ended the pandemic miraculously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, new focus. And no wars lasted forever. So, does, but it'll Ray, probably be longer does, than we want it to be. Does Ray Dalio go into this too? Part of Ray, Ray looks at it not from a fourth turning perspective, but, but he does it from the changing world order. He, okay. And he has measurements of a society okay. and what creates he those changes. He was in your last book, right? Wasn't he? Yes. Okay. Yes, that was the last book. Okay. I'm actually interviewing him again for it too. Ray's a really good friend. I interviewed him for Money Master the yeah. Game. We became really good friends. He's a genius in what he does. Oh, Total genius. I couldn't agree more, yeah. Well, this has been incredible. <laughs> I love the back and forth. I've learned a lot from you. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to now that we're friends, staying in touch. Yeah, yeah, That's really great. You've given some great recommendations that I'm going to implement. All right. Phenomenal. And the name of the book, again, is Life Force. And if you don't, I mean, definitely review this tape again, because there's so much good information. And I'm compelled. I mean, I can't believe it. it's a long book. It's almost like an encyclopedia. Yeah. It's 700 pages or so, I think. Yeah, 674. I, yeah, yeah. So... You know, it's 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 a lot of information, and I missed the one on that ultrasound injection. Oh, you so got to do that. Got to check that I, out. I got to check that out. I, I'm just fascinated with it. Yeah, you'll, if you want, I'll arrange one for you. You can see if there's something you need. Working. I, I don't have. Well, I might take you up on that. Actually, you there think about it. If there is something, you let me know. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll arrange okay. it for you. Sounds good. But also, if you know somebody that's really in pain, boy, it can make such yeah, a difference. Yeah, I mean, pain is. And there's no answer to everything. Like some things can't be treated. Nothing's 100. percent If yeah. anyone says 100, percent you got to. It's all bullshit if they yeah, say that. Yeah, you but it's it's been one of the most effective things I've seen. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I love it. Ultrasound. Of guidance. Okay. Well, thanks so well, much. Thank Johnny. you, brother. All right. <laughs> it's a great time.